Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. How are we? Feeling good? David's in the States. Yay! He's across the hall right now. This is the first MPT that I'm recording that David probably can hear me through our paper-thin walls. He's probably giggling along. Uh, he's going to be eavesdropping when I talk about Love is Blind. When I tell you that David has been adamant about not getting sucked into the season of Love is Blind, I told him that this season started and he was like, absolutely not. I will never again. So right before I started the podcast, I was eating lunch. Um, I was just re-watching a couple of scenes so that I get, you know, all the information, right? Um, and he came out to eat with me and he was like standing up. He was like all in it. And he's like, oh my God, I'm getting sucked in. I have to leave. And I'm like, yes, it does suck you in. It's a car crash that you can't look away from. And truly this season is. Um, we'll get to Love is Blind in a little bit, but I was just talking about David. Smooth sailing, you guys, when he came over into the States. I mean, we're doing big things. He applied for a social security card today, so you could say things are getting pretty serious. And we love it. Should I tell you that I'm getting married in? Let me look at the let me look at the calendar. One week, two weeks. Oh my God, two weeks and two days. Yeah, it's happening. Um, I'm getting married on October 20th. So probably won't have a podcast episode that week, you know, because I'll be busy like getting married and stuff. But anyways, um, let's get to what you're really here for, reality TV and pop culture. Starting with the pop three, these are the biggest headlines of the week. Coming in strong, trailer part two. Ooh, I never actually said it out loud, Travis and Taylor. Trailer, I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, it's a, a, already a word. It's It's a trailer. Like, can't happen. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <sighs> you guys, I think everyone can agree that the NFL is having way too much fun with this. The first week, it was cool. It was cute, you know, and I still love the couple pairing. But this past week, first of all, I definitely didn't stay up all evening to watch Sunday Night Football because your girl's an early bird. Um, so I only stayed up for like the first quarter. But we do not need to see Taylor Swift on the screen every time something happens, like every time something happens. And I partially blame Taylor Swift for this because she said, how do I one up this moment? You know, because the first week when she was in the suite with Mama Kelsey, it was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Travis and Taylor with Mama Kelsey. And then she's like, oh, but now I'm going to invite every single famous friend that I have to sit in the suite with me to even bring more attention. I mean, Blake Lively and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Sophie Turner, 
Anthony was there. Brittany Mahomes was in the suite. I will say, you know, Taylor is, um, I don't want to say she's famous for this because she's famous for a lot of things, but she's known to make these girl squads, right? And I mean, we can think back to different variations of the girl squads. This is my favorite girl squad. Blake Lively, Sophie Turner, Taylor Swift. Sign me up. I want to go drink martinis with them in New York City. I could do without Brittany Mahomes, but, you know, if they're going to give her a second chance, maybe I should give her a second chance as well. I will say, um, while I don't think that this is fake, I think they're probably just having fun and both enjoying the um, publicity that it's bringing them. I had my first, like, is this fake moment watching Sunday Night Football because, you know, Something good happened. They showed Taylor Swift and then they immediately went to commercial break. And do you know what the first commercial in that stop set was? It was the era's documentary movie commercial. And I'm like, these conversations had to have happened. Somebody is buying that ad to put on Sunday night football, right? Somebody is making that transaction. So what's the conversation going on behind there? I'm always thinking about that. What is the conversation that led to this moment? And it's like, okay, you know, Taylor is going to be there on Sunday. So make sure that the first commercial that people see are going to be, you know, the Eras tour coming to theaters on October 13th. I don't know. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe not. I saw another amazing TikTok theory. Um, Molly McPherson, I think, stitched it with another creator that I can't remember right now. And I apologize for that. But it was, I mean, we all know that Taylor Swift is a mastermind. But like, if this is her level of mastermindery, I don't think that that's a word. But hear me out. Before this past Sunday, if you would have typed in Taylor Swift Jets on Google, what would have popped up? All the disparaging articles about Taylor Swift and her jet emissions. I think it was either last year or the year before, you know, Taylor Swift, who has been able to kind of maneuver out of any bad press, even like the latest, her being linked to Maddie Healy, who people find to be problematic. She's kind of walked away from everything unscathed. The jet situation, like her jet being the number one contributor to carbon emissions, you know, in the world, like you can't really escape that. And some people still bring that up, you know, when talking about Taylor Swift. What? pops up on Google now when you type in Taylor Swift Jets. It's Taylor Swift at the Jets game. It's Taylor Swift cheering on Travis Kelsey. It's Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner, you know? So it's just like, I don't know if they planned that or if it was just a lucky coincidence if God loves Taylor Swift that much that he's like, here, let me shield you from negative SEO for the rest of your life. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Let's move on to headline number two. We are getting into Love of Bl Love is Blind, the latest episode drop. We're going to talk a little bit more about Love is Blind later in the episode and also on Extra Pop tomorrow, which sidebar, we have switched, if you're a Patreon member, we have switched the order of the week because the Bachelor franchise has started to air their stuff on Thursday nights. We're going to do Bachelor Brain Dumps on Monday, and then we're going to do Extra Pop on Friday. So all of the stories that didn't quite make it into um, 
the episode of MPT, like, are Aaliyah and Uche actually dating? Were they dating during Love is Blind? What happened to the other couple that got engaged on the show, but we're not seeing? We're going to discuss that in Extra Pop tomorrow. So just a little reminder for all of you who are subscribed. But anyways, back to Makeup Gate. Everyone is upset about Taylor and JP and Makeup Gate. I mean, the edit got me good. Last week, I was like, Taylor and JP, they seem well-suited for each other. They seem normal. They seem like if a couple here is going to last, it's going to be them. And now we know how that ended up. Um, I think it's interesting that we learn that the start of the demise, I guess you could say, of their relationship started at the reveal. To me, there were no big red flags during the reveal. Like they were very huggy. They were very kissy. I was like, oh, they like each other. They're into each other. If anything, I was like, oh, he really like got a good deal <laughs> out of the situation. You know, there was one today's podcast sponsor is one skin. And if you have sensitive skin, listen up, we got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements free from over 1500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated all the stuff we hate. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the skin safe seal of approval. One skin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask where you heard about them. Please support the show, support your girl, tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. One little red flag during the reveal where he says um, something about her eyelashes and she says they're fake. And he says something like, I can tell. And that was a little red flag, but I didn't think too much into it because it's like, yeah, we can all tell that they're fake. Um, but in Mexico, things just got increasingly worse. You know, Taylor was expressing concerns to JP that he wasn't like communicating with her enough or at all for that matter. They were pretty awkward together. They weren't as far along as other couples. And then it all comes to a head in this conversation about Taylor and how much makeup she was wearing during her reveal. So a quote from JP during that scene, he says, I understand that you tried to present yourself and look as best you could, but I feel like if you would have presented yourself like this without any makeup, it would have been better. Okay. She said, so the way I looked made you communicate differently, she asked. And then he said, it felt like you were fake, caked up. The fake eyelashes bothered him. JP said it was too much makeup. It was all over his jacket. Okay. It's one thing to have a preference because everybody has preferences. Some people prefer blonde hair and blue eyes. Some people prefer you know, big muscular guys. I prefer lean, you know, soccer players, i.e. my future husband. It's another thing to call someone fake and 
caked up. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, there are ways to express that you, oh, I, this is my this is my favorite look of yours, just like this. This is my favorite. I love it when you look like this, Taylor, with no makeup. I still, I think you're beautiful no matter what, but this is my favorite. You know, that's one way to say it. Another way to say it is you were fake and caked up. Like talk about not having any self-awareness on how to speak to a woman, you know? And at the end of the day, she's right. The way she looked should not have made him communicate any differently. It's it just is a mind-boggling assumption to make that somebody is fake because they put makeup on. And I mean, you've seen the comments all over the place. Um, you know, women don't wear makeup to attract a guy. They wear makeup because it's what makes them feel good inside. And, you know, at the end of the day, your fiance should not make you feel insecure, uncomfortable, or less than because you wanted to get dressed up for what could have been the biggest moment of your life. I will say I'm so glad that Taylor just cut it off right then and there. I feel like in the past, we've seen contestants prolong things, stretch things out to make it to the end of the show, to make it to the wedding day, um, i.e. Zineb and Cole, where she probably knew long before that moment that she wasn't going to marry him. Now, I think, does it make for great CV? Of course. And if everybody bowed out of the weddings, Love is Blind wouldn't really have a show. Um, but I also just think, good for Taylor, you know, that I think it proves that not all of them are solely in it for the screen time, but that they're there for the right reasons, too. Speaking of right reasons, let's move on to headline number three. The Golden Bachelor crushed Bachelor in Paradise in the week one ratings. And I have to say, I am not surprised in the slightest. Golden Bachelor Gary, I mean, ABC really, they called it the Golden Bachelor. They struck gold with this show. I watched it twice. Even when David came in on Saturday and he came in about six o'clock, he is jet lagged, obviously, but we had to eat dinner and then go to bed. So I'm like, babe, can I, can we please watch the Golden Bachelor together? Like, I need you to experience this with me. That's how good it was. I feel like it's wholesome content. It's heartwarming content. Is it a little cheesy? Sure. But who cares at this point? And I feel like viewers really just want something different than the, you know, I mean, the toxicity of what the bats of what Bachelor Nation has kind of turned out to be. Now, I will say that charity season, I think, was a bit of an outlier. Um, and, you know, they did have a big changing of the guards. There are a lot of people that were higher ups in the Bachelor franchise that um, Zach's season was their last season. And in my opinion, in editing choices, uh you could tell a difference between those seasons and charity seasons and now going into um, The Golden Bachelor. But according to Variety, the show debuted to an audience of 4.36 million total viewers. Season 27 premiere of The Bachelor, which was Zach's, um, had just below 3 million. So, you know, 1.3 million people or more tuned in to watch The Golden Bachelor. Um, the last time they saw these kinds of numbers was Matt James' season of The Bachelor, which, if you can remember at the time, was a huge deal. Obviously, Matt was the first black bachelor. Matt was also a hot commodity at the moment because we were 
locked up raw in quarantine for COVID. And Matt James was Tyler Cameron's best friend and he was part of the quarantine crew and everybody was interested to see, you know, what Matt James was all about. So this is great for the Bachelor franchise. And I feel like I know I have already said it, but they struck gold. And this is something that we're going to be seeing a lot more of in the future. Now, 2 million people then turned off Bachelor in Paradise, which I find to be interesting. I mean, I didn't, I will say out of all of the Bachelor, your typical, you know, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise is my favorite. Um, just because I like the dynamic of having both men and women on the beach at the same time. Um, but, you know, Susanna, our girl from Bachelor Data, made a lot of good points that the three main people that were involved in this love triangle, Kylie, Olivia, and Will, got very little screen time on their respective seasons of The Bachelor. I mean, no offense. I didn't even remember Olivia. I think she went home night one on a certain season. So um, that and coupled with the fact that I just already know how this is going to play out. Avon's walking down the steps. Kylie's going to leave Will for Avon. And then um, Will's going to try to win Olivia back and she's going to say no. I mean, a tale as old as time. But we'll see. Okay. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's move on to our deep dive. And originally this was going to be in the pop three, but we also got the Beverly Hills trailer. So this week for the deep dive, we're going to do an update on Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky and their separation. And we're going to break down the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season trailer that came out earlier this week. I mean, I will start by saying finally, finally. We got some sort of confirmation from both Kyle and Mauricio what the status of their relationship is. They both have come out and said that they were separated. This started all the way back in July. July 3rd was when the People Magazine article came out that they were separated, and it shook us to the core. Everyone was like, not Kyle and Mo, you know, the the pillar of love in the Bravo sphere. I mean, they always portrayed themselves to have a strong relationship. They've been married for 27 years at that point. Um, But just to jog your memory, the article that came out on People said Kyle and Mauricio have been separated for a while now, but they are living under the same roof. They remain amicable as they figure out what's next for them and their family. That led to both parties releasing the Instagram statement, the infamous black background with the white text saying, you know, that any claims they were divorcing were untrue, but that they were having a rough year. It was very vague. Uh, They didn't mention anything about a separation, which to me was like, okay, they're clearly separated because they only mentioned divorce. Um, Ever since then, you know, it's been very vague. 
until now, which I have my theories about, we'll get to in a second. But first it started with Mauricio. He, from what I saw, had the first paparazzi run in and he started being a little less vague. You know, he actually came out and said that they were separated. So he spoke to paparazzi. I believe he was leaving a Dancing with the Stars practice. And he said, you know, Kyle and I, we're human beings. We have emotions. We have feelings. We're going through a hard time. You know, he said the past year has been really tough. They're not ready to throw in the towel, but they're trying to deal with their issues internally and privately. Uh, And he also spoke on the big rumor in the air, a potential romantic relationship with Kyle Richards and her friend and country artist, Morgan Wade. He said, there's no doubt in my mind that Kyle has not slept or cheated with Morgan Wade. He said they're really great friends. They are filming stuff together. They're doing stuff together. They're not in a relationship. So that's isolated incident number one. Isolated incident number two, a few days later, paparazzi caught up with Kyle Richards. And she she echoed Mauricio's sentiments. Um, she was a little bit um, less chatty than Mauricio was, you know, she did say that they were separated, but she was like, I'm not elaborating. She was like, no more. She says, I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sure everyone else is sick of hearing about it. Um, the photographer asked, is there any chance that you guys can work through things? And she said, that's private information. Now, She was seen last week supporting Mauricio while he was competing on Dancing with the Stars. She wasn't there this week. According to Mauricio, it was because she was filming confessionals that day for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky may really be going through a tough time, but is this mutually beneficial PR for them both at the same time? Absolutely. They do paparazzi interviews right as Mauricio gets done doing his Dancing with the Stars practice. He's talking about Kyle on the show, whether she is in the audience, whether she's not in the audience. Then two days later, they catch Kyle and they ask the same questions. And then, oh yeah, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer is going to come out a couple days later when the whole entire thing is about Kyle and Mauricio, right? Kyle also wants Morgan Wade to be talked about because she's now invested in her career financially. She's making a documentary about Morgan Wade, her life and her music career. So why not just shuffle Morgan into the mix and bring her on as a friend of and film her getting a K tattoo? You know, so I go back and forth on whether or not I buy it. On one hand, I think Kyle would not be filming scenes with Mauricio and her daughters. You know, if something really wasn't going on and they needed to discuss it. But on the other hand, Kyle Richards did make a show about her mother and her sisters were not thrilled about it. So I have conflicting thoughts. I have no idea. So then we get the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer after all of that, which, like I said, is the timing of it suspicious? Sure. Do the housewives know when the trailers are going to drop? I don't know. But what are the chances that the paparazzi sees Kyle and then two days later, the Beverly Hills trailer comes out and it's all about Kyle and Mauricio? You know, I mean, let's let's just sit and think for a second what else is discussed in the trailer besides Kyle and Mauricio. You have Erica Jane doing a Vegas residency, but she's afraid that people don't want to work with her because of all the things that's been going on with her and Tom Girardi. You have Dorit 
talking about having PTSD from the robbery and PK says some of it is obnoxious. You have Crystal yelling about something that we don't know about yet. Garcelle's son says he needed his mom two years ago. Denise Richards is back. Camille is back. Faye Resnick is back. None of those will carry a season. You know what I'm saying? And everyone was wondering, how is this going to look without Lisa Renna? And how I want you to approach the season of Beverly Hills, although I'll preface it by saying, I think we're going to get this Scandoval treatment where the Kyle and Mauricio episodes aren't going to come out until later in the season, but throughout the whole season, because they know that's where the storyline is going, we're going to get little sprinkles here and there to keep us interested. But what I want you to do is look at it from the frame of if the show did not have that particular storyline, how would this season be? And then we'll discuss whether or not we think that this was maybe a little rused up by production. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, you know, especially because there were whispers early on in production that the season was kind of flopping. You know, everyone wanted Lisa Renegon, but they don't realize how much they're going to miss her when the season comes around because nobody's stirring the pot. The one person that is stirring the pot in the trailer is Miss Sutton. She's like, where there's smoke, there's fire. Fire. <laughs> I love Sutton. I love her. I do. I love her. And I love Garcelle. And she's not wrong, you know. And Morgan Wade makes an appearance. I just find everything they say and do to be contradictory to, to each other. Kyle and both Morgans are like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I wish everyone would stop talking about it. Kyle sneezes and it's on the front of TMZ. And then they go and make the music video with the love affair. And then they're like, I wish everybody would just stop talking about it. And then they film Morgan Wade getting a K tattoo on her. Like, be for real. Be for real. Do you, do you think I have the word stupid written across my forehead, Kyle? And, oof. I'm feeling it today. I had a I had the Cheesecake Factory last night, and I think I'm still on like a sugar high from the Red Velvet Cheesecake, which had about 2,000 calories. So that's why my mind is just going a million miles an hour. And that tangent about um, the Cheesecake Factory made me forget what I was going to say. So that's great. Um, anyways, the kitchen scene was another big one. Um Ooh, this shook me to my core where Mauricio is sitting on the counter. Kyle is doing whatever she's doing in the kitchen. And he's like, I'm just glad it's you having an affair. And she's like, yeah, for once it's me. And hit the look on his face. He's like, I cannot believe she just said that. I remembered what I was going to say. I will come back to this. I remembered what I was going to say. You have to remember, this is about you know, deciding to film with Morgan Wade. What has Kyle been accused of in seasons past? You know, especially last season and even the season before. 
Kyle has really been accused of not sharing a lot of her personal life and also acting as a producer. People called her producer Kyle. So I don't believe it. I don't believe that just on a whim, they're going to show up to Kyle's house and they're going to go get tattoos and yay. Like this was all planned. You cannot convince me otherwise. Now back to the kitchen scene. Wow. I'm really glad that I remembered that because I would have listened to this podcast episode back and I would have been really upset. Okay. Anyways, obviously they are talking about, um, there's always been like headlines and rumors about Mauricio and him cheating and him having affairs. And so I don't think that, I think that's what they're referring to in this scene, but like Mauricio was shook to the core as we all were. Um, so will this season be a flop or not? I don't know. Will we be able to see? I don't know. I'm like, I know Kyle's an actress, but like she's crying a lot in the trailer. I'm like, is she that good of an actress where she could just cry on cue you know who i blame for all of this it's it's mostly scandal for like kind of creating this um longing for a big scandal you know that's gonna shake things up but you know who really started it it started with probably brooks airs but i feel like social media wasn't what it is now back then but you know who was madison lacroix mm-hmm Yep. Madison LaCroix, I feel like, was the first big social media scandal, you know, from Southern Charm. You had two huge players in uh, Jennifer Lopez, okay, and Alex Rodriguez. And Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm is going to be the demise of that relationship. Well, Alex Rodriguez was the demise of the relationship, but people loved it. People were tuning in like never before. I mean, I feel like that's actually when I first started making TikToks and stuff because I was so shook about it. So I feel like we're just now on this trajectory of like, if you have a groundbreaking scandal that could potentially you like save your season, you better cough it up. Cough it up, Kyle Richards. You've been playing producer for far too long. Let's see what you got. Okay, let's move on to final thoughts. This is a potential spoiler alert for Love is Blind watchers between Izzy and Stacy. Some shady things are going on. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this. Um, but when I researched this story, do you know what song what was that was playing at the time? It was um, One Republic. It's too late to apologize. It's too late. And that's just going to set the mood for the story that I'm about to tell you. I mean, at this point in love is blind, I feel like, I feel like I am all aboard the cuckoo choo choo. Like, and I am the conductor of the cuckoo choo choo that I would choose to spend hours, eight hours of my life watching these, watching people like Lydia and Uche watching Milton talk about rocks, watching Izzy not throw away his one night stands earrings before his fiance comes over. I feel like I'm in the circus walking the tightrope and the only silver lining, because I said it last week, I'll say it again. Well, I didn't say it last week. I said it on Instagram. We have two couples to root for right now, Lydia and Milton which is just not great. And Izzy and Stacy, 
who have issues, sure, differences of lifestyles, sure, but at least seem like kind of on the planet Earth, you know, not anymore, not anymore, because the story came out on TMZ, witnesses saying that Izzy and a mystery female companion, that's what they called it, were at Hermosa Inc. Collective Monday in California. Looked like they were on a date. At one point, Izzy was touching her leg. I mean, he also was on Instagram posting things and they were in the same, he was in the same outfit, you know, drinking and grabbing pizza. The woman was out of all of his Instagram pictures, obviously, but the paparazzi caught him. Who is this woman? I don't know. At first I was like, oh gosh, here we go. Another SK scandal, you know, if they're still together and there's cheating going on. Um, but I was talking to some of my friends and actually can't decide if that's Stacy or not. It kind of looks like Stacy. It kind of doesn't look like Stacy. I honestly can't tell, but if it isn't Stacy and I was Stacy, I would be like, look at this man. We didn't end up together and He's going to go out and get my doppelganger because I'm just that fabulous. I mean, he has a type. I feel like he could feel the blonde hair oozing through the pods. It's like, okay, I can't see the blonde hair, but I can smell it. I can feel it. I can sense it. It's my sixth sense to figure out through this wall that Stacy has blonde hair and that's my type. So are we gearing up for another scandal. I mean, they either don't get married and they get left at the altar, one of the two, or it's an SK situation. He's being unfaithful. That would be really bad. Or it's just Stacy. Time will tell. I mean, they did film this season five. I looked it up in the spring of 2022. So it's been a year and a half. That also is just such a wild thing to me that these people have to wait a year and a half to say that they're married to somebody? That's crazy. what I tell you? The cuckoo choo-choo. All aboard. All freaking aboard. Because I know you guys are all on it too. Like I told you earlier, we have a lot more to discuss when it comes to Love is Blind. Like I said, if Uche and Aaliyah are actually together, you know, the Lydia of all of it. How did she end up on the show? Was she just following Uche? Izzy's convo with Johnny, which was just like, oh my gosh. And also there is an engagement that they're not featuring on the show. So we're going to talk all about it on Friday on Extra Pop. Make sure you are subscribed. The link is in the show notes below, or it's just on patreon.com slash Morgan's Pop Talks. If not, I'll see you next week. Oh my God, wait, let me just check something next week. Next week is the last Ew, next week will be the last podcast episode of me as a single woman. That's crazy town. That's the cuckoo choo-choo right there. So leave me a review, please. Listen, I have a bone to pick because I know how many people listen to this podcast and I know how many reviews I have. And the two numbers, they just are not reflective of each other. So if you haven't left a review yet, please do so. A little love you like assist, a little five stars. It's It just helps my ego. Okay. Love you like a sis. I'll see you next week. A Huda Media Production.